Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Alochas. Yoradeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Kavoid Rabboi, Vitalmud Chacham, Halacha Gimel. We're in the middle of paragraph Yudalid. In, in this edition, it's the subparagraph Vialkain, Hamaymar Horishain Beizgalia. We dedicate the learning today, Leilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yaakov, Reb Shimon Eliezer, whose yard site is today on the 11th of Yor, and Leilu Nishmas, Yentefradel Bas Reb Yeshua Aryeh, Hareni Kaporas Mishkova, and for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Daniel Chaim Ben Lea, Eliezer Lippa Ben Chaye Peshalea, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Tzvishalem Ben Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai Ben Chana, Dvoy Regila Simcha Bas Chava, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Chana Bas Sora, Hillel Ben Brocha Nechama, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, David Lei Ben Shena, Shlemenisa Ben Mazel Avram David Ben Chana, Nisim ben Rivka, Chaim Arya ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Toiva bas Chava Perel, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Gittigenendel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Tuvi Yitzvi ben Chayaliza, Avi Velana bas Yispendel, Sarocha bas Yispendel, Yehudis Ruchama bas Chavaruz, Betzal Yechiel Michel ben Tchiyachava, Gila bas Brocha, David ben Vehiya, Shendel bas Leah, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Hillel Yisrael ben Sora, Akiva Michoel ben Sora, Besoich Shar Choyl Yisrael. V'alkein ha-maimor ha-rishoin Rav Nosenzal now is going to explain the first ten statements of creation. <clears throat> and he says, based on what we're learning here, we can understand why the first revealed one of these ten statements is Vayoimer Lekim Yehi Oyer. Before that, we had the hidden statement, Maimar Sosim as it's called, which is it doesn't say Vayoimer, he said. Because prior to that, it doesn't say the word Vayoimer, and he said by the first statement of creation. Because that first statement of creation, Bereshis, is called a hidden statement as Rabbi Nezal speaks about it in chapter 12 in the second half of Likut Imran, the chapter Ayeh. Ki hascholas v'reishis habriyo hu sosum v'nela mo'id. Because the beginning of creation was something very, very hidden. V'yalkei ne'mar teke facha b'reishis b'rolekim es oretz, ne'mar miyad v'ho oretz ho'isosoyu v'avoyu v'choyshech. And that's why immediately after that first statement of creation, Bereshis, the next Pasuk says that the world was darkness, every kind of darkness. Because 
because immediately upon creation, there was this darkness that covered everything, which that physical darkness comes from the hiddenness of the ability to understand. Whereby it became hidden, the ability to know and understand how Hashem created the world, how it was possible for Hashem to create something from nothing. Because knowing and not knowing correspond to light and darkness. As it says in Koheles, the difference between knowledge and lack of knowledge is like the difference between light and darkness. Achtekev, however, immediately after that posik about the darkness, Hashem said, let there be light, and there was light. Meaning that Hashem turned on a light in the world, which is that hidden light that we mentioned earlier in the previous year. And that's what enabled Odom Orishon to be able to see from one end of the world to the other. This means from one end to the other, from top to bottom. This means that Odom Arishan was able to understand the beginning of creation from the beginning of creation until the future creation, the Chiddush Olam of the future. He was able to understand everything based on that hidden light that Hashem revealed in the beginning. However, Hashem saw that the world was not worthy of being able to use that light. So Hashem went and hid it away for Tzadikim. Kanal, as we discussed in the previous year. V'alkein, achshov, yevshel liroi sulahasig behadas chidesh And that's why now it's impossible for us to be able to understand the concept of chidesh how Hashem was able to create the world in the beginning from complete nothingness. Ki im alidei emuna. The only way we can relate to that is to believe, we believe with faith. And this emuna we receive from the tzaddikim, those tzaddikim who are able to draw, they have a connection and they draw from that hidden light. And we are to get a taste of this, to get this emuna by light performing the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah. Because that's where we draw this light of the Hanukkah candles from, from that light that Hashem hid away for the tzaddikim, 
And that's what gives us the ability to believe in the concept of Chiddush Olam. And this is also what will give us the privilege that will be around when Hashem creates the new world of the future. As Rabbi Nezal explains in chapter 8, in the second half of Likut Imran, which our halacha is based on. And just like with that hidden light, Odom Arishan had the ability to be able to see and understand with Das, to understand the original Chiddush Olam, which was something from complete nothingness, and he was able to understand all the way till the end, till the finest, final Chiddush Olam of the future. So too, we today are zoichet to be able to relate to this through complete faith, which we don't have the ability to understand it with das, like Adam Rishon did. We're able to relate to it with emuna shleima, complete faith, which we receive from there, from that hidden light, through the tzaddikim. Shezer bechinas ner Hanukkah. And this is what the, the light of Hanukkah is all about. And based on this, we'll understand why we light the Hanukkah candles for eight days. To show to show that we are to believe in the world that we are in, which was created during these seven days. That's the Chiddush Olam of the beginning of creation. And we are so solid in our faith about Hashem creating the world originally from complete nothingness in seven days, that as a result of that, we will be to be included in the Chiddush Olam of the future. Which is referred to in the Sifrei Kabbalah as the eighth day, Kayadua, as is known in Sifrei Kabbalah. This, this world is, is dictated to by the number seven. Going further, going out of this world into the future world is the number eight. And this is the concept of the eight days of Hanukkah that we light these candles and we're drawing that light from one end to the other, from the beginning of creation, from the Chiddush Olam at the beginning of creation, till and including the Chiddush Olam of the future. In order for us to, that we believe in the Chiddush Olam of the entire creation, Shekolul B'Shivas Yomim, which is made up of the seven days, Shiva Simeya Binyan, which correspond to the seven spheroids of Chesed through Malchus, Bechinas Shivyame Bereshis, 
עד שנזכר לידי זה לחידוש העולם שלא עשיתי. And through this emuna, we will be zerichet to be part of the chiddush olam of the future, shehu bechinas yoyim hashmini, which is referred to as the eighth day. Ki yoyim hashmini hu bebechinas bina kiyadua, because the eighth day corresponds to the eighth sphera when you're counting from the bottom up, which is bina. U bina hi bechinas almedosi kiyadua. And Bina is associated with Olam Haba, as is known. This is why when the, when the Red Sea was split, it says over there, Oz Yoshir Moishu Vnei Yisrael Sashir Azois. Then, so the Gemara says, it should have said, Oz Shor Moishu. Then Moishu Rabbeinu sang. Yoshir means the future, will sing. So Rashi says, Oz Yoshir Yoshir Al Shem Hamashovanimra, that this Yoshir is referring to the future. It's referring to the song of the future. And the song of the future is described by this word Oz. And the, the Sifrei Kabbalah speak about this that Oz is the Aleph and Zion. The Zion refers to the seven days of creation, the Zion refers to this world, the Aleph refers to the next world, Oilam Haba, Bina. Which is number eight. Paragraph Tesvov, Vezeshekosuv, and this is why it says about the Mishkon, Bioihel Moyed, Michutzla Poroiches, Asher Alhoedus, Yaroich Oisoi Aaron Uvanov, Meyerevat Boiker, that Aaron Akoyen and his sons will prepare and light the menorah, where? In the Oyel Moyed, outside of the curtain. Which is which is which is, covers the edus, the oraim, the luchais that were in the kodesh hakadoshim, and they light it from from evening to the morning. They light the menorah to burn from the evening to the morning. Shehiskira hatoyra es haedus shehim haluchais etzoneros hamenorah. In this pasuk, the Torah places the luchais, which are called the edus. The Luchai Soedus, next to the Menorah. What's the connection? Lahoira is to teach us. Sheze Iker Mitzvah Hadlokas Haneros. That this is what the lighting of the Menorah is all about. Kedei Lahamshich Oyer Hoedus. Shehem Haluchais. Shehoyubohem Hoaseras Hadibrois. Shehem Klal Hanavuanal. That what we're doing is we want to draw the light of the Luchais, which are called Edus, the testimony to Hashem which had the Ten Commandments on it, which represent the full spectrum of Nevoah, the Ten Levels of Nevoah. So that the lighting of the Menorah, those, that light is this light of Nevoah that we're trying to draw upon ourselves. Just like when the Yidin stood at Har Sinai and received the Torah from Hashem, we mentioned in the previous year, that was called Nevoah, prophecy. Ponim beponim dibar Hashem spoke to us face to face. What do we want to do with that nevuah? Levarer hamed kedei levarer hamedame. In order to refine and clarify the medame. The medame is the confusion. The medame is the mixture of good and bad. Shehu bechinas laila. Nighttime is referred to as medame. When there's darkness, when when, when, when a person has dreams, and the Torah speaks about good dreams and bad dreams, truthful dreams and false dreams. 
And it's then, when the night is about to begin, that's when we have to be involved in lighting the candles, which means drawing from that light of the Aseris Adibrois, that Nevoa, that light of Nevoa, so that the Medame should be refined throughout the entire night. And that's why the Pasuk says specifically, that the light of the Menorah has to serve from the beginning of the evening till the morning. Because that's when the main Biror Hamedam is taking place, when it's dark, when there's nighttime. And Rabbi Nezal says over there in the Kutran that the more we're to refine the Medame, the more we're to tikun ha'emuna, because emuna is in that which you can't see. The emunascha palelas. Emuna is like the nighttime. It's in what you don't see, what you can't see. Shetzrichen lesakno palayla, and we have to be able. We have to improve and correct and repair the emuna specifically during the nighttime. Bibchinas the emunascha balelois. As the Pasuk says clearly, Emuna during the nights. Any questions? The paragraph Tezayim, the Alkain Him Shloishim Vesheish Neirois, Bechol Shmoina Sime Hanaka, Keneged Lamedvov Tzadikim Shebechol Doer, Hamistaklin Baaspaklaria Hameira. And this is why we light a total of 36 candles, the first night one, the second night two, the third night three, and so on and so forth, a total of 36 candles corresponding to the 36 tzaddikim that are present in every generation who are able to see Hashem Kaviochel clearly. The Gemara at the end of Sukkah speaks about this. The Gemara brings Psukim to show, what do you mean? There's a different number of tzaddikim. The Gemara says, no, no, no. These 36 were referring to those who are able to see Hashem Kaviochel Basbaklaria Hameira with a certain level of clarity. Because this is what the Hanukkah candles are really all about. We're trying to draw the light of the true tzaddikim, Bale Ruach HaKodesh, those that have Mamish Ruach HaKodesh, HaMistaklim Basbaklaria HaMeira, who are able to see with a level of clarity, Kedei Liskoi Salidezeh Le'emuna Shlema. In order to be zechet to this, through this, to complete faith, Kanal, as we discussed earlier, Amen. Obviously, Rav Nosenzal completed the halacha over here at one point, and then he saw he had the ability to add some appendixes to it. Paragraph Yitzayin, V'zeh she'isa betikunim, and this is why the tikunei Zohar tells us, She'chanaka b'chinas chonu chofhei, that the word Hanukkah is made up of two words. They rested in the level called Chav 25. Chav Hei Aslan Di Yehuda. 
Bezalel Kodesh says that this refers to the 25 letters of Shema Yisroel Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echod. Hainu Bechinas Emuna. That's our clearest expression of faith in Hashem. Because this is what Hanukkah is really all about. It's about Tikkun Hu'emunah. Remember, the Yavonim, the Greeks, didn't want to kill the Jews physically. They wanted to kill our, our faith in Hashem, our faith in the Torah, our faith in Tzadikim. That's what the battle was on Hanukkah. And when they were defeated, when the Greeks were defeated, we, the holiday is called Hanukkah. The Jews rested in Emunah. They came to rest in Emunah. Rabbi Nezal in the Kutimran speaks about when a person doesn't have Emunah, when a person is in doubt, they're wavering. Yes, no, maybe. Sophic is this concept of not being able to come to a rest. And Emunah is called rest. Just like Shabbos Kodesh, you have the six days of the week, which are kosher, posel, tomei, toher, osur, mutter, back and forth. And Shabbos is Yom Menucha. Shabbos is Emuna. Shabbos is the mitzvah by which we declare our faith in Hashem, that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh day. And Shabbos is all about rest, this coming to rest. No more wavering, no more doubts. Now Rav Nosenzal goes into a little more strong, the, 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 the Yiskashrus to the tzaddik, paragraph yudches, v'zeh b'chinas ner chanako osur lehishtamesh loira. And now we understand also a very important halacha regarding the Hanukkah candles, that you're not allowed to make use of it, you're not allowed to make personal use of the Hanukkah candles. And Rav Nosenzal says what this teaches us is, she'osur lehiskarev lahatzadik b'shvil shimushechoyl. It's wrong for a person to want to come close to the tzaddik to get physical benefits from him, to get materialistic benefits from him. Rav Nosenzal says, as we see today, unfortunately, due to our many sins, that people go, going to rabbis for, to use them to help them get jobs and things like that. During Rav Nosenzal's times, some of the more publicly renowned rabbis had connections to the government and they were able to use those connections to help these people get jobs, parnasa, kavod, things like that. Rak ikra But rather the main reason for coming close to tzaddikim is for Hashem, meaning to be zeched, to get complete faith, to have complete faith in Hashem, and to be zeched, to serve Hashem better, to improve my ruchnius, to improve my davening, my learning, my mitzvahs. This is one of the things that's known about the machloikas against Rav Nosazal, that some of the people who are involved in this machloikas in a big way later on admitted that the reason why they sided with the opposition was that they were treated there, they were given covered there, they were given the honors, different kinds of honors and, and other reasons, and that there's a posseh, that shoychad, bribery, can blind even unintelligent people. 
Shechad could mean money. Shechad could mean covering. That there are many people who, because their main interest in life is money or covering, that blinds them. They don't see clearly. They can't see really clearly to be able to differentiate between emes and sheker. And people will go to, to something that's not emes, making believe that, thinking that it is emes, because of kavod, because it's, they'll, they'll get greater respect if they're associated with that. Whereas if a person's associated, sometimes when a person's associated with a tzaddik, that's frowned upon. That's looked, a true tzaddik, that's, frowned, that's looked down upon. People get insulted for that. Any questions? Paragraph Yutes, V'alkein Koyrin Parshas Vayihimi Keitz B'chanaka. And this will also explain why usually the Torah portion that we read on Shabbos Chanukah is Parshas Miketz. Oyelifo'omim Parshas Vayeshev. Sometimes when you have two Shabbos Chanukahs, or sometimes it'll come out that we read Parshas Vayeshev on Shabbos Chanukah. Ki Parshios Elu Medabrim Mi Yosef HaTzadik. Because these Parshios really highlight the story of Yosef HaTzadik where the, the Torah shows us that the greatness of Yosef HaTzadik was very much related to dreams. When he wanted to explain to his brothers about his madrega and, and, and his significance, he, he explained to them that he told them the dreams that he had. And when it came to Yosef HaTzadik being freed from prison, in the prison, he was able to explain, the, to interpret the dreams of the Saramashkim and the Sarhoifim, and that's what ended up getting him out of prison, because when Paroi had dreams, and there was nobody qualified to interpret it correctly, the Sar Hamashkim said to Paroi, I met somebody in jail who has the ability to interpret dreams. And by Yosef HaTzadik interpreting Paroi's dreams correctly, Paroi appointed him the leader of the world, the leader of Mitzrayim at the time, the financial minister of Mitzrayim, which meant leading the economy of the world at the time. Because the true tzaddik is usually re- represented by Yosef, who carries this title tzaddik. And therefore, his whole greatness is reflected by the dreams that he had, the dreams that Yitzvah Tzadik had. And through the interpretations that Yosef HaTzadik interpreted, Paroi's dream and his ministers, because dreams come from Medame. Remember, dreams are generally at nighttime. That's the time a person is supposed to be sleeping. That's when dreams are prevalent. And dreams are this mixture of good and bad. The Gemara says in Brochus, there's no such thing as a dream that doesn't have some sheker in it. So even when it's a true dream, it has this mixture. It's this Medame. And again, it's coming during the time of darkness, which is this Medame. 
והצדק בחינס יוסף זכר לבחינס רוח נבואה, רוח הקודש. וצדק הוא is like יוסף הצדק, he is זכר תדיס רוח נבואה, רוח הקודש. We know that Paray said, we're going to see, Rabbi Nossam Zarsun is going to quote the Pesach, הנמצא כזה איש אשר רוח אלוקים בוי? Is there any person like him that has this Ruach HaRikim that possesses this divine spirit of Hashem? So the Tzadik is the one who has this Ruach Nevoah, Ruach HaKodesh, which is what enables him to refine the Medame completely. Remember, that through this Ruach Nevoah, a person has the ability to be misaking the Medame completely. By him there's no unclarity. By him everything is clear. And that's what enables the tzaddik to be zoycha, to have true dreams. And to have the ability to interpret all dreams. All of this is under this category of refining the medameh. And this is why Paroi exclaimed when he saw that Yosef Atzadik was able to interpret his dream correctly. Paroi Omar, he said, Does there exist anyone like this who has the divine spirit of Hashem with him? Rav Nosanzal says, Look at the wording. Ruach Elikim. Daika, Bechinas Ruach Nevoah, Ruach HaKodesh, Shaydezeh Biror Hamedameh, that's what gives a person this Biror Hamedameh, Shehu Bechinas Pisroin HaChaloimais, which is the interpretation of dreams. V'yalkein Koyrin Parshoi Seilu BeChanukah. And this is why we read these portions of the Torah on Chanukah. Ki Ikra Bechinas Ner Chanukah, Hu Lahamshich Oyer HaTzadik Al Yidei Ner Chanukah. <clears throat> because the main thing we're trying to accomplish by the Hanukkah candles is drawing the light of the tzaddik so that we'll be to search for the tzaddik and find the tzaddik so that he will clarify our medame he'll help us repair our medame and through this will be zeichet to believe in Chiddush HaOilam, shekol zehu bechinas gedulas Yosef HaTzadik. All of this is reflected by the greatness of Yosef HaTzadik, shehu bechinas HaTzadik ho'emes shebechol do'er. He is the one who represents the true tzadik of every generation. Now note the wording here, we have it here, and we had it earlier, earlier. <coughs> we had it earlier, <coughs> that Rav Nosanzal says we're trying to draw the light of the tzaddik in order to be able to search and find the tzaddik. Make up your mind. You, you, you have the light of the tzaddik or you're searching for the tzaddik? The answer is this is a very important concept that Rav Nosanzal mentions in a few places. <clears throat> that when a person wants to get to a certain very, very important place of holiness, let's say a person wants to get to Eretz Yisroel, a person's in Chutzlerz, they want to get to Eretz Yisroel, you need a very powerful thing to get you there. So Rav Nosanzal explains, based on Rav Nosanzal's words, based on the Torah, that what happens is, 
when a person has the desire, a real, real serious desire to get to Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael sends out a rope, a beam of light to the person to connect, give that person a connection. And it's with that beam of light, by grabbing onto that, that's what pulls the person into Eretz Yisrael. The person is mispala, the person davens, and the person buys a ticket, the person does, does all the procedures. But a major part of getting the person to Eretz Yisrael is the fact that Eretz Yisrael itself sends out a beam of light to the person to pull the person in. Otherwise, the person would not be able to get there. Like a person who's in the water and can wants to get out of the water, you have to throw that person a rope. They grab onto the rope and hold onto the rope tightly, and then they can be taken out of the water. So to hear, Rabbi Nussan's talk about coming close to and, and attaching oneself to the true tzaddik, the person first has to light the Hanukkah candle, have the Ritzainas. And by doing that, they draw upon themselves some of the light of the tzaddik. And with that light of the tzaddik that they drew upon themselves, they're able to use that light to search and find the tzaddik and make a complete connection. Bizarre to become completely attached to the tzaddik. Question in the chat that Ravenus writes on the Kutimran that those who are close to the true tzaddik can get even material bounty more easily than other people because they're closer to the source of bounty. Is it entirely wrong to want to be close for, for the true tzaddik for that reason as well? Not as the main reason, but as an additional one? The answer is no, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. But again, the question is, what's the person's real intention? And what's the most important thing? Those people whose interest is only Gashmias, it's all about money and kavod, then those people are misled. Those people will not be zirche to get close to the true tzaddik. If a person wants to become more religious, they want to have emunah in Hashem, they want to serve Hashem better, but we're living in this world, so I have to eat, I have to drink, I have to pay my electric bill, I need clothing, I have to marry of children, so I need Gashmias also, that's allowed, that's allowed. But the question is, what is the person's main reason? What's the main intention? And, and is the tzaddik that they're coming close to, is the tzaddik giving them? Is he improving their emunah and Hashem? By being attached to that rabbi, is their emunah growing? Are they having stronger emunah and Hashem? And in the Torah, are they davening better? Are they learning better? Are they doing mitzvahs better? That's what we're talking about here. Any other questions? This, it's, it's said about Rav Nosanzal and the, the one who opposed him that one time on Shavuos, we're headed towards the Antif of Shavuos now, there were 80 people that came to Rav Nosanzal that Shavuos. And that was called the Shavuos Hagodel in Breslov. At that time, that was a huge number of people that came to Rav Nosanzal. And when the Savrana heard about this, he was very, very upset. So one of his people said to him, what are you upset for? He had 80 people. You had 500 people. He said he had 500, he had 80 Yerei Lekim. 
I have 500 reindeer, 500 behemoths, meaning he understood the difference between the people going to Rav Nelson Zal, he saw the difference between the people going there and the people coming to him, coming for different reasons completely and, and on a different level completely. And there were tzaddikim at that time, Rabbi and others, who when they saw, I believe it was Rabbi that when he saw Rav Nelson Zal, or he saw another one of Rav Nelson Talmidim, he said, wow, I, I see a change. Where did you get this? And he said, I'm a Kurov to Rabbeinazal. He said, now I understand. They saw the people that became a Kurov to Rabbeinazal became different people completely. Their Yira Shamayim, their Emuna, their Davening, their learning was completely different. The story with Rabbi Aranzal also, when Rabbi Aranzal became a Kurov to Rabbeinazal, the story is written up completely in the Sefer Toivoy Sichroinois by Rav Kochav Lezal. And there it's written that at one point his father, Reb Aranzal's father, was close to Reb Aharon Titayov, who was one of the great Hasidish leaders at that time, and who was one of the Talmidim, I believe, of the Mezritcha Magid, a tremendous tzaddik and kodosh. And one time after Reb Aranzal had already become close to Reb Enazal, Reb Aranzal's father was going to see Reb Aran Titayev, and he wanted his son to come with him. And Rabaran was a little bit embarrassed because he didn't feel the same Kesher. He had a new Rebbe now. He was close to Rabbein But he didn't want to go chasham against his father, so he went. And when he came in to see Rabaran Mititayev, Rabaran said to him, I see something new. I see that you're a completely new person. Where did you get this from? And he said to him that I am a Kurov to Rabbi Nachman Mibreslev. So Rabaran stood up, and he said, I heard that before he went to Eretz Yisrael, he was on a very high madrega, but now that he came back from Eretz Yisrael, he's in a whole completely different madrega, Rabbeinazal. These were tzaddikim who looked with honesty and were able to recognize the, the, the change in a person when the person was there to come close to a true tzaddik. And again, as we mentioned all the time, there are differences even among the great tzaddikim. There are major, major differences. Paragraph Chafalif. V'zeh bechinas chalom... I'm sorry, paragraph Chaf. V'zeh shecholam Yosef. And now we can understand also Yosef HaTzadik's dream that he told his brothers. The sun, the moon, and all these stars were bowing down to me. What, what's the significance of that? that? That's what describes a tzaddik? What this is referring to is faith in the fact that Hashem created the world from complete nothingness. Shehu bitul hateva, which means that there's no such thing as mother nature and mother-in-law nature. There's no such thing as nature. Hashem created the world. Hashem is operating the world. As Rabbi Nezal expounds on this in our chapter, on the Kutumran, chapter 8, that by a person believing 
in Chiddush Olam, that's what will bring about the Chiddush Olam of the future, She'oz Yisnahek Ha'olam Bebechinas Eretz Yisrael, where in the future, the entire world will be conducted like Eretz Yisrael. What does it mean like Eretz Yisrael? Al Yidei Hashgocha Veneflois, through the super direct supervision of Hashem, and with miracles, miracles, Shaloi Kederach Hateva, no nature, not people will see that there's no such thing as nature controlling the world. They're going to see Hashem in, in, in the flesh, Kaviyochel, clearly by seeing all the clear miracles that we'll be able to see at that time. And what will, what will give a person this here to be part of that is the Emuna in Chiddush Oilam. This is what Yosef Tzadik is referring to when he says, the sun, the moon, and the stars bow to me, meaning, that the entire conduct of the stars and the constellations and everything, which is nature, which, which is what scientists believe is controlling the world, all of them are subservient and bowed to me. Because all of them are nullified, all of them submit completely to the true tzaddik, Shemegala HaHashgocha Boilam, who reveals and broadcasts the message of Hashgocha, the fact that Hashem is controlling everything, these true tzaddikim who are able to perform miracles, Umevatel Hanhogas HaTeva, and this tzaddik has the ability to override nature. Like we see again, the Gemara speaks about this. The Gemara speaks about Elisha Hanavi, Elianavi performing miracles, and the Gemara says, "The Elisha Doavid Barachmi Hudavid." How did Elisha Navi perform these miracles through Tefillah? And and we find in the case of Avram Avinu, when Hashem initially told Avram Avinu, "You're going to have many children," Avram Avinu said, "But I I see in the stars, the stars say that I won't have children." Hashem said, "Come here, you." And he lifted Avram Avinu above the stars. And he said, you see all the stars? That's how your children will be. Showing, teaching Avram Avinu that the tzaddik is over the power of Teva. Just like Hashem rules over Teva, Hashem gives the tzaddik the power, this memsholah. The Apostle says, tzaddik moishel beyira selikim. Paragraph Chafalif. Some people, when they hear these words, this is Kfira, this is this, this is Aleph base, this is Chumish and Rashi. If a person will learn Chumish properly, they'll see this clearly. And if a person will learn Gemara properly, they'll see it clearly. And if they'll be Zoycha to learn the Zoycha Kodesh and other Svarim, they'll see it more clearly. Sometimes you need the Zoycha, not sometimes, we need the Zoycha Kodesh and the Sifrei Kabbalah and the Sifrei Hasidus to make it a little bit more clear. But all of these concepts exist clearly in the Chumash, in Rashi, throughout the Nevi'im. A person just has to be zeichet, to see it and to believe in it. Paragraph Chofalif, V'zeh bechinas chaloim paroi. And now we'll understand very clearly what paroi's dreams were all about. 
שלא שבע פרויסטוי ווייס ושבע רויס. פרויסור סבן גוד קאוס, סבן בד קאוס. ותאכלנו הפרויסורויס ושבע פרויסטוי ווייס. And the bad cows swallowed up the good cows and the good cows went, came inside the bad cows and they, became, they were lost from sight. You couldn't see anymore that these good cows had been swallowed up by the bad cows because the bad cows was just as skinny as they were before they swallowed up these fat cows. So the good disappeared completely. And Yosef HaTzadik interpreted the dream to be referring to seven years of plentifulness and seven years of famine, which represent good and bad. Whereby there are certain times where the bad is so powerful that it overpowers the good to such a level where the good disappears completely. It's, it's as if it, there never was any good. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this in chapter 54 in the Kudimran. Because we know that the tzaddikim of the generation are sometimes referred to as the seven rungs of the menorah in the Beis HaMikdosh. As we find the students of Rabbi Shimon said to him, The students of Rabbi Shimon said to their Rabbi, Antu de Naharis Shiva. You are the one who shines into all seven. Kikol hatzadikim klulim b'shivaroyim. Because all of the tzadikim are included in the seven shepherds. Shehem b'china shivakne menorah, which correspond to the seven rungs of the menorah in the Beis HaMikdosh. Shezeo b'china sheva shneasava. That represents the seven years of plentifulness. Shehem b'china stoiv, that's the good. The Pesach says, Imru Tzadik Hitoiv. V'alkei Nikroim B'Shem Sheva Shnei Asava. And this is also why it's referred to as seven years of Sava. B'chinas Tzadik Oichel L'Soiva Nafshoi. The Pesach says that the Tzadik is the one who is completely satisfied, satiated. A Tzadik eats to satiate his soul, not from Taiva Sachila. <coughs> So the tzaddik is referred to as soiva. Kalidei hatzadikim zoichen le'emuna. Shaidei zeh zoichen lechol habechino esamavorim shom. Because through the tzaddikim, a person is zoichet to emuna, by which the person is zoichet to all the different levels that Rabbi Nezal speaks about over there in chapter 8, in the second half of the Kutimran. At she zoichen lahachmiya mezoina de gufa, and in the beginning of that, that's a long chapter in the Kutumar. It's pages and pages. It's the, the final Rosh Hashanah Shia that Rabbein gave. And all the way to the beginning of that chapter, Rabbein speaks about the battle between good food and bad food, between a person who's eating to satisfy their physical desires or a person who's eating to keep the soul, to give the soul, to put gas- gasoline in their tank to be able to serve Hashem, so that the neshama should be able to serve Hashem.
So the Yisrael Kodesh refers to the term Mezayna de Gufa versus Mezayna Neshmasa. Body food or soul food. And the Tzadikim are Zoycha to Mezayna de Neshmasa. That's why it says the Tzadik is always satisfied. Soveya, he's full. Not like... And Rabbein Zalveh speaks in the beginning of the Torah about defeating, weakening, lessening the Mezayna de Gufa and strengthening the Mezayna de Neshmasa. Shehi bechinas Hashem roi lo As the Pasuk says, until Hashem is my provider, I am not lacking. I never feel, I'm never hungry. I'm never feeling any lacking. Sheze bechinas tzadik oichel lesoi vanafshoi. As the Pasuk says, the tzadik eats and, and his soul is completely satisfied. Soveya bechinas sheva shnei hasava. That's the seven years of plentifulness of being completely satisfied. However, opposite the true tzaddikim, there are these false leaders, these false shepherds. As we find throughout the history of Klal Yisrael, they cause the opposite, the tzaddik, brings about birur hamedame that tzaddik clarifies the medame. A person coming close to a true tzaddik is given the ability to differentiate between truth and falseness. A person who is close to these false leaders, these false leaders, that person has bilbul hamedame. The person cannot recognize the difference between truth and falseness, good and bad. Shehem bechina sheva shnei harov. That's this concept of these seven years of famine. That's bodily food. That's That's where hunger prevails. As the Pesach says in Tehillim, that the stomachs of Rishoim are always hungry, always lacking. They're never satisfied. And there are times when the Ra is so powerful that it overpowers the Toiv. To the point where we can't see and recognize the Toiv. Because of the Ra that covers it up. As the Pasuk says there, These fat, beautiful cows came inside of the skinny cows, and they weren't seen anymore, because they were, they were inside. It couldn't, couldn't be recognizable because the skinny cows remained skinny. These, these seven bad cows who represent evil, who represent these false prophets, these false leaders, they cover up and hide the light of the true tzaddikim because they put themselves up as if they're the tzaddik, they're the tzaddikim, they're the leaders. To the point where people cannot recognize at all the true tzaddikim. And people don't see them at all as if they didn't exist. 
because you have these false leaders. They're the ones who have all the prominence, all the publicity. Everybody knows who are the leaders of the Jewish people. Here's the list. It's interesting that Lag Boimer is coming in a few days, next week, Amir Tzashem, and the government, based on the mistakes that they made last year and previous years, trying to do things better now, the Israeli government, and they appointed a whole commission and they put some religious people on the commission to, to, to figure everything out and to try to make the proper plan. And most recently I saw a write-up speaking about that they are going to have some special, special arrangements made for special, special rabbis and leaders for them to be able to get special preferential treatment and being able to get up there to Leibbeimer. And I was curious to look at the list. Who are these special preferential preferential? And again, this is the world that we're in, where, where the, the pressure, special, special preferential aren't necessarily always the ones who Hashem considers the most special and preferential. Question? Question, how can we relate now to this emphasis on the concept of false leadership? The main problem in the religious community at large today seems to be not the false leaders, but a lack of leadership, at least leadership that that everyone would accept. The answer is, it's all of this. There are people in leadership positions who don't belong there, who if they were really, really honest, they would, they would run, run away and hide. They'd be looking for leaders. They, they would know that they are not qualified. They don't know the MS, and they don't, they don't know what's MS, they don't know what's Sheker. That's one problem. Number two, people who are looking for leaders aren't necessarily looking for the right reasons. They're not necessarily looking to improve their emuna. The focus is on money. The focus of life is money, gashmias, all of those kinds of things. And as a result of that, they can't see. They can't distinguish. They, they wouldn't recognize a true leader if they saw it. And, and, and they're, they're being misled. They are being misled. It's, it's a shidduch. It's, it's happening on both ends. And it's true, there is this lack. When a person who's not qualified to lead is leading, the Gemara compares this to a, a ram that's blind, that's leading a group of sheep, and leads them right off a cliff, because the, the, the ram is blind. How is it blind? Because if the leaders, if their focus is on money and kavod, then they're blind. That blinds them. They can't see straight. So it's the blind leading the blind. It's a problem on on all levels. It's the problem in the world, in the general world, the leadership of the world, the leading countries of the world, supposedly. The United States, Russia, China, all of these, you know, who are all being driven, not by religious reasons, but being driven again by money, power. And then you have in the Jewish world, you have the non-religious, those people that are not affiliated with Torah at all, and, and again, what their goals in life are. 
And then, even in the religious world, people have to ask themselves honestly, really honestly, what, what is their life, what is their goal in life, what is their purpose, what are, they, what are, what are we in this world for? And, and all of this will define whether people are, are getting to the truth or, or not getting to the truth. And the next paragraph, Vahatikun, and the solution to all of this, this Amir Tzashem will take up in the next year, Tzashem. What, what's the solution to this problem? That, that you have a situation in the world where the darkness, the Ra, can swallow up the Toiv to the point where it's almost invisible, completely invisible. Don't see it at all. The, these last words of Rav Nosanzal, they hide the light of Tzadikim at she'enom nikorim klal, to the point where it's mamish not recognizable. The ain roinoisam klal, you don't see them at all, as if they were non-existent. We should be zercha, we should be zercha to know what our purpose in this life is, that our mission statement is emuna, emuna. And we should be zercha to come close to the tzadikim amitiim who live with emuna, tzadik bemunosa yichya. Be zercha to the gula shleimah, b'mhe rabbi amenu, amen v'yamen. Amen.